Today we're continuing in our series called The Old Path. We started this series last Sunday. And I began uh, with a prophetic word that talked about mantles that are found in only one place. Comenzamos con una palabra profética de, de mantos que solo están en, en un solo lugar. Mantles of prayer, mantles of fasting, mantles of spirit-led evangelism. Man, mantos de oración, mantos de ayuno, man, ma, mantos de evangelismo. And we went through uh, the scripture uh, where Elijah and Elisha are, are preparing for Elijah to be taken away in a chariot of fire. Miramos la escritura donde Eliseo y Elías están preparando para que Elías le pase el mando a Eliseo. And in Elijah chapter 2, uh, in Elijah chapter 2, in 2 Kings chapter 2, we see that Elijah took the young prophet to four different locations. Y en Segunda de Reyes, el capítulo 2, vemos que Elías llevó a este joven profeta, Eliseo, a diferentes lugares. These locations were Gilgal, Bethel, Jericho, and Jordan. Y estas ciudades, estos lugares fueron Gilgal, Betel, Jericó y Jordán. And throughout this series, uh, we are talking about a type and shadow of the process that God brings each of us through. Y a través de estas enseñanzas estamos comparando lo que el Señor hizo con lo, y con lo que podemos aplicar a nuestras vidas. We're looking at these locations and breaking down the deeper meaning and aligning it with the process that God brings us through. Estamos mirando cada uno de estos lugares, estas ciudades, examinándolos y comparándolo con el proceso que el Señor nos lleva. And the first Sunday we spoke about Gilgal. El, primer, el, el domingo pasado hablamos de Gilgal. Gilgal means separation. Este, esto significa, este lugar significa separación. It means a circle of stones. It means a rolling away. Significa el círculo de piedras. El salir. And so last Sunday and Wednesday we spoke about how the children of Israel when they came to Gilgal from the wilderness that they reestablished covenant with God. Su pacto con el Señor. It's in Gilgal where we turn away from our love from the world. Es en donde amor por el mundo. We separate ourselves from the world. Nos separamos del mundo. And dedicate ourselves unto God. Y nos dedicamos al Señor. And so I encourage you, if you're coming into this and you didn't hear last week's message, you could go online and listen to it. But today I want to bring us on this journey with Elisha as he goes to Bethel. Y ahora quiero que miremos a en esta jornada cuando... Eliseo y Elías fueron a Betel. And I want to start this off with a quote from A.W. Uh, Tozer. I don't know how you say his last name. Tozer, Tozer. Quiero comenzar con una frase que me llamó la atención. But he said this. He said, contentment with earthly goods is the mark of a saint. Y la frase comienza, estar satisfecho con las cosas terrenales es la marca de un santo. But then he says, contentment with our spiritual state is a mark of inward blindness. Pero estar satisfechos con nuestro con nuestro estado espiritual es una marca de que estamos ciegos por dentro. When we talk about Bethel, cuando hablamos de Betel, and we go to the deeper meaning of it, it means the house of God. Miramos lo que significa esta palabra, significa la casa de Dios. In this location, in this spiritual destination, 
we learn how to walk with God. We have separated from the world and now we enter into a season of learning how do we walk with God. So let's go to scripture. We see in Genesis chapter 28, 12 through 17. You can turn there for context. But this is where Jacob, one of the patriarchs, encounters God in a very special way. And I'm not going to read this verbatim, but I'm going to go through this story. Jacob had just stolen the birthright of the firstborn from his brother Esau. So we see in scripture that the patriarchs were Abraham, Isaac, and now it would have been Esau. But Jacob stole the birthright from his brother Esau. Jacob stole a blessing that was meant for the firstborn. And so in the midst of Jacob running for his life, que Jacob estaba huyendo por su vida. Because big bro wanted to kill him. Porque el hermano grande lo quería matar. Jacob finds himself in a place. Jacob se encuentra en un lugar. Where God meets him. Donde el Señor quiere que él esté. I want you to think about this for a second. Pensemos en esto por un momento. Jacob, a liar. Jacob, un mentiroso. A supplanter. Un suplantador. Someone who stole the birthright from his brother. Aquel que robó la primogenitura de su hermano. On the run for his life. Está huyendo por su vida. Comes to a place and God meets him. Viene a un lugar y el Señor lo encuentra. It was in this place where he laid his head on a rock. Es en este lugar donde Jacob puso su, su cabeza sobre esta roca. And Jacob has a dream of angels going up and down a ladder from heaven. Now, first off, I want to say this right now is that it doesn't matter what you have been running from. God is always looking to meet you exactly where you're at. This is the power and the sovereignty of God. That it doesn't matter if you lied yesterday, if you made a mistake yesterday. God wants to meet you today. This is something that is easily looked over. Is that in the midst of our flaws and our mistakes, that God desires to meet us right where we're at. En medio de nuestras fallas, de nuestros errores, el Señor quiere encontrarnos ahí donde estamos. If you could truly realize the love that God has for you, si, si pudieras ver el, y, y saber el amor que Dios tiene para ti, we would never walk away from Him. Nunca huiríamos de Él. God's desire is to walk with us. El 
deseo del Señor es caminar con nosotros. And so despite all of Jacob's very recent past, God comes to meet him. Y a pesar del pasado de Jacob, el Señor lo encuentra donde él está. And in verse number 13, it says this very specific thing that, and behold, the Lord stood above it. En el versículo 13 vemos algo muy específico que dice, Jehová estaba en lo alto. And so in the translation that we normally read, we would think that the Lord is standing somewhere up in heaven. Mientras que leemos esto, podemos imaginar o pensar que el Señor está arriba, encima de esto. But when we search a little deeper, what it really meant is that God stood by the foot of the ladder with Jacob. Pero cuando vemos y estudiamos un poco el contexto y lo que significa esas palabras, vemos que el Señor estaba al lado de Jacob, al lado de la escalera. What it represented is that God came before Jacob for relation with him. Y lo que representa es que el Señor vino a encontrar a Jacob para tener una relación con él. The Bible talks about Moses talking face to face with God. La Biblia nos muestra que Moisés habló cara a cara con Dios. There is a desire that God has not just to be the Lord over all, but he desires to be the Lord that is with you in every season. Vemos que el Señor es el Señor sobre todo, pero él tiene un deseo de estar con nosotros en cada temporada. So God revealed himself as being there for Jacob. El Señor se revela a sí mismo y se muestra que él está ahí para Jacob. And so God called this place Bethel. Y Jacob llamó este lugar Betel. Uh, Jacob called this place, I'm sorry. Jacob called this place Bethel. Means God is in this place. The literal meaning, and you'll see this in your Bible, that it says Beth, and then it in the Spanish it actually shows it better. Beth El. Y cuando vemos la escritura vemos que la palabra está separando dos partes, Beth y El. Which is the the house. Of God or God's house. Significa la casa de Dios. Now this is a type and shadow of what we now celebrate today. Is that when you are born again of the Spirit. That His Spirit will dwell in this earthly temple. Which can become the house of God. So. Unfortunately, this location, Bethel, eventually became a shrine uh, in a pagan temple. Desafortunadamente, después con el tiempo, este lugar se convirtió en un santuario, en un lugar pagano. This was later in Israel's history during the time of Judges. Esto pasa durante el tiempo de los jueces en Israel. But Bethel was where they brought the Ark of the Covenant, and it was a place that was recognized as the house of of God. Pero fue en Betel donde se, se mantenía el arca del pacto y era un lugar muy especial para Israel. Bethel speaks to us of the Lord's presence. Betel nos habla de, de la presencia de Dios. Bethel is where he is. Es en Betel donde el Señor está. One of our pillars here at ICF is the promise of his presence. Uno de los pilares de nuestra iglesia es la promesa de su presencia. And it should be a desire of ours that I want to be where he is. If he is not here, I want to go where he is. Tiene que ser nuestro deseo de estar con el Señor. Si él no está aquí, yo quiero estar donde el Señor está. And so the second stage after separation, after Kilcow, we must learn how to consistently be in his presence. En ese segundo escenario, después de salir de Gilgal, tenemos que aprender cómo estar en su presencia. 
Israel had a pattern that was unhealthy. Israel tenía un comportamiento que no era el correcto. When God afflicted them, that was when they sought him. Cuando el Señor afligía al pueblo de Israel, era ahí cuando ellos buscaban el rostro de Dios. The Bible is a big redemption story of a people that continued to make mistakes and walked away from God. La Biblia nos muestra esta historia de redención de un pueblo que dejaba a Dios y, y se olvidaba de él. But it was God's love and God's grace that continued to seek after his people, that continued to make a way when there was no way. And this was Israel's history. Their, this was their pattern of unhealthy behaviors. If you read in the Old Testament, the book of Hosea talks about the prophet Hosea and his wife Gomer. Cuando vemos en el Antiguo Testamento vemos al profeta Oseas y su esposa Gomer. I don't have this in my notes, but I feel led to say this is that Gomer was a prostitute. No tengo esto en mis notas, pero quiero compartir esto. Gomer era una prostituta. And the lesson that God was trying to show the people of Israel is that Israel had been like Gomer. Y la en la historia lo que el Señor nos quiere mostrar en esta historia es que Gomer that Israel had kept cheating on the one and true relationship that they had. Israel seguía engañando al Señor y seguía olvidando al Señor. And if we are not careful as the people of God, we could be like Gomer and be loving other idols. And this is a travesty. Y si no tenemos cuidado, podemos empezar a amar otras cosas, otros ídolos y dejar al Señor. But the problem is, is that the enemy is so subtle that it will creep in. Idolatry will creep in one day at a time. El enemigo es tan astuto que poco a poco va a poner ciertas cosas y vamos a dejar poco a poco al Señor si no nos damos cuenta. It's like I talked about last week that it's either going to be the lust of the flesh the, the, the lust of the eyes or the pride of life. This is a pattern that even today many Christians fall into. But an, but an example that we have in scripture is King David. Pero vemos al Rey David, este gran ejemplo. Despite his mistakes. A pesar de sus errores. Church, you're going to make mistakes. Vamos a cometer errores, iglesia. You're going to fall. Vamos a caer. But get back up. Pero tenemos que levantarnos. Get back up. Tenemos and, que levantarnos. And seek his presence. Y buscar de su presencia. Get back up and don't turn around. Levántate y no voltees. Wipe off the cuts. Take care of the bruises. Take care of the injuries. But get back up. Limpia tus heridas, pero levántate y no vuelvas atrás. Don't stay down. No te quedes abajo. But Psalm 27, 4 says one thing. I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. El salmista nos muestra, una cosa he mandado a Jehová, esta buscaré, que yo esté en la casa de Jehová todos los días de mi vida para contemplar la hermosura de Jehová y para inquirir en su templo. It was the presence of the Lord that drawed him day and night. Era la presencia del Señor que atraía a David día y noche. Day and night will I seek you. 
Lord, let your presence lift your hands with me. God, let your presence, Lord, saturate our lives, God, that we would not turn to the right or the left, but God, that we would seek after you with pure hearts and clean hands. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, is that your desire, church? As I was praying and, and, and just being with the Lord this week, the Lord convicted me and challenged me all at the same time. Conviction should challenge us. It should challenge us to change. It should not just be a moment that we cry a little bit and go and stay the same. But it should be a time where God smotes our heart and requires from us to change. And I don't know why this just hit me so hard. But I, I was I was just reading in Genesis and it talked about Enoch. And it was very simple and very short. And it says that Enoch walked with God. And he was in close fellowship with God. And it just says and God took him. I want to be so in love with God that I could be like one of these men that they say he walked with God. And then I go through scripture and I see that these patriarchs of faith, what was the main representation of their relationship with God? They walked with God. And how did they walk with God? Con gran fe. Can you lift your hands? God, I want to walk with you. Every day of my life, I want to walk with you. I want to talk with you. Lord, I don't want it just to be one way, God, to where I'm just talking at you. But Lord, I want my ears to be open, to be in communion with you, God. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Contentment with our spiritual state is a mark of inward blindness. You see, contentment means to be in a state of peaceful happiness. And I fear that if we take the attitude of everything's all right, specifically with our relationship with God, I fear that we could get ensnared or entrapped in, in a device of the enemy. 
Siento que vamos a caer en la trampa del enemigo. You see, it is possible to be distracted with life when we neglect the house of God. Es, es posible estar sin comunión, fuera de comunión con Dios cuando olvidamos la iglesia. You see, there are disciplines and there are things that help us stay in relation with God. Hay disciplinas y ciertas cosas que nos ayudan a seguir en relación con Dios. Sorry, this is not on my notes. But our devotion to the house of God. Nuestra devoción hacia la casa de Dios. Our time. Nuestro tiempo. Our time that we devote every single day. Nuestro tiempo que separamos cada día. To the house of God. Hacia la casa de Dios. A disciplinas espirituales. Es una representación directa de a quién estamos sirviendo. Tu dinero muestra a quién estás sirviendo. Muchos de nosotros servimos a la comida. I know I look at my at my checkbook at the end of the year. Yo miro mi cuenta bancaria al final del año. That meals and entertainment budget. Y me doy cuenta que el dinero que gasto en comida y entretenimiento. Who will you serve? A quién vas a servir? But our checkbooks are a direct representation of what we value. Pero el dinero que como como gastamos nuestro dinero muestra a quién estamos sirviendo. Here's the thing that most people will skip in the story with Jacob. Esta es la parte que muchos olvidan de la historia de Jacob. Jacob said after the Lord showed up in the ladder, después de que él tuvo este momento con el Señor en la escalera de los ángeles, the whole dream that he had with the angels ascending and descending, la visión que tuvo con los ángeles que subían y bajaban, he calls this place Bethel. Él llama este lugar Betel. Then he says, I, he responds to what he's going to do with serving God. Y él responde y le dice al Señor lo que él va a hacer para servirle. And then he says, I will even give you a tenth of everything that I have. Y dice, te, voy, te daré un 10% de todo lo que tengo. And tithing continues to begin when God shows up. Y el, y dar el diezmo comienza cuando el Señor aparece. I'm not over here beating people over the head in my little jet that I want to take across the ocean no estoy hablando de que tengo un avión y que voy a ir al otro lado del mundo para hacer mi, mi ministerio. Pero no podemos dejar a un lado estos principios que están en la palabra de Dios. Es que tu servicio y tu amor por Dios deben ser representados en cada aspecto de tu vida. Y la conclusión es que tu servicio, tu devoción a Dios tiene que estar representado en cada y todo aspecto de tu vida your marriage, tu matrimonio your relationship with your children, tu relación con tus hijos your finances, tus finanzas your time, tu tiempo your ministry and servanthood in the house of God. tu ministerio y tu servicio en la casa de Dios It's a big balancing act, church. es algo muy difícil de balancear Muchas veces siento que estoy aprendiendo cómo hacer malabares. Does anybody ever feel that way where you're trying to balance all of these things and God I want to serve you but sometimes the ball drops. 
muchos sienten de esta manera que estamos tratando de servir al Señor, pero muchas veces fallamos, se nos cae algo. And even though it drops, what do we do? We pick it back up and we keep practicing learning how to be balanced in our walk with God. Si fallamos, debemos seguir practicando cómo servir al Señor. Would you lift your hands with me? Levantemos nuestras manos. Jesus, help us. Jesus, help us. Jesus, help us with these things. 1 Corinthians 6.19 says, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? 1 Corinthians 6.19 Ignoráis que vuestro cuerpo es el templo del Espíritu Santo, el cual están vosotros, el cual tenéis de Dios, y que no sois vuestros. For you're bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Porque habéis sido comprados por precio. Glorificad pues a Dios en vuestro cuerpo y en vuestro espíritu, los cuales son de Dios. God cares about what comes in to our body, to our spirit, as well as what comes out. Al Señor le interesa lo que entra a nuestro espíritu y también lo que sale de nuestro espíritu. Church, the Lord is bringing us to a place of, of maturity so that he can trust us with what is to come. El Señor nos está llevando a un lugar de madurez donde Él puede confiar en nosotros de lo que viene. And this is a part of growing. Y esto es parte de crecer. It's a part of growing in Christ. Es parte del crecimiento en Dios. I think it was either Peter is... In Hebrews, I know that, um, but I believe it was talked about in another uh, chapter, but it talks about how many of us can only take the milk of the word. Y la Biblia nos muestra que solo podemos tomar la leche de la, de la, the milk of the word, it's just what the Bible says. La leche del libro. So, easier things to digest. Cosas But as we grow in Christ, we have to be able to, to take some of that meat of the word, the more difficult things to understand. Just, just as with my boys, we, we, we fed them milk in the beginning. Then we mashed up a little, a little bit of food and had you know, pureed veggies and different things like that. And eventually they got on the hard stuff. They got on the chicken. El pollo. The steak. La carne. And that's what God wants us to do in our walk with God is as we continue to grow to be able to receive and feed ourselves with things that are often difficult to understand. Y eso es lo que el Señor quiere, que a medida que crezcamos podamos tomar estas cosas que a veces son difíciles de entender. So it's in Bethel where we learn what true worship is. Y es en Bethel donde aprendemos lo que significa la verdadera alabanza. I was, I, I was praying and I was asking God, you know, I, I'm going through these Old Testament scriptures. What, what is a scripture that correlates with this message that I'm preaching? Estaba estudiando en el Antiguo Testamento y estaba buscando una escritura que estuviera relacionada con el mensaje. And the Lord brought me to Philippians chapter 3. Y el Señor me mostró en Filipenses el capítulo 3. And Paul gives us the crux of all of this series. Y Pablo nos muestra el punto central de esta serie. And I want you to go there with me. 
Quiero que vayamos a esta escritura. And I want you to highlight some of these verses in your Bible. Y quiero que resaltes algunos de estos versículos en tu Biblia. Paul saying to the Philippian church, he says, For we, wor we who worship by the Spirit of God are the ones who are truly circumcised. Gilgal. Okay? We rely on what Christ Jesus has done for us. We put no confidence in human effort. Yes, this is a New Living Translation. Porque nosotros somos la circuncisión, los que en espíritu servimos a Dios y nos gloriamos en Cristo Jesús, no teniendo confianza en la carne. Verse number four, it says, this is Paul speaking. He says, though I could have confidence in my own effort, if anyone could. Indeed, if others have reason for confidence in their own efforts, I have even more. Aunque yo tengo también de qué confiar en la carne. Si alguno piensa que tiene de qué confiar en la carne, yo más. So Paul's trying to say here, I have the degrees, I have the experience. Pablo está tratando de decir que yo tengo los diplomas, yo tengo la experiencia. I was the most religious of anybody else. Yo era el hombre más religioso de los que están aquí. And he goes and he says, In verse number four, or in number five, it says, I was circumcised when I was eight days old. I am a pure-blooded citizen of Israel and a member of the tribe of Benjamin, a real Hebrew, if there ever was one. I was a member of the Pharisees who demanded the strictest obedience to the Jewish law. Circuncidado al octavo día del linaje de Israel, de la tribu de Benjamín, hebreo de hebreos, en cuanto a la ley fariseo. I was so zealous that I harshly persecuted the church, and for righteousness, I obeyed the law without fault. En cuanto a celo perseguidor de la iglesia, en cuanto a la justicia que es en la ley, irreprensible. And here it is, and, and we're going to go through this the next few weeks, but I'm only going to go through seven and eight right now. Y vamos a enfocarnos en el versículo siete y ocho. It says, I, I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them Worthless because of what Christ has done. Pero cuántas cosas eran para mi ganancia las he estimado como pérdida por amor de Cristo. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ. Ciertamente aún estimo todas las cosas como pérdida por la excelencia del conocimiento de Cristo Jesús, mi Señor, por amor del cual lo he perdido todo y lo tengo por basura para ganar a Cristo. This week, we lost, a, this last week we lost a true man of God who was a worshiper. La semana pasada perdimos a un hombre que era un verdadero adorador. Somebody I knew, somebody I valued. Alguien que yo conocí, alguien que tenía mucho valor para mí. But we lost, in this, in this fleshly body, Anthony Trimble. Y perdimos este hermano, Anthony Trimble. Who gained an amazing reward. Que ha alcanzado su recompensa. And in his funeral, there was a message that was spoken. Y en su funeral, uh, dieron un mensaje. That has forever impacted my life. Que ha impactado mi vida para siempre. And it says that when Anthony knew that his life was coming to an end. Y cuando le dijeron a este hermano que él se iba a morir. That he disciplined himself. Él se 
él tomó disciplina hacia sí mismo. To cut out all of the things that truly did not matter in the end. Y él empezó a cortar las cosas que no importaban al final. He would set up quarterly trips with his family. Él tomó viajes cada cuatro o tres meses con su familia. He put out, I believe, two or three albums during this time. Él completó dos o tres proyectos de música durante este tiempo. He spent quality time with his family. Él pasó mucho tiempo con su familia. He worked on eternal things in the church. Él estaba trabajando en cosas eternales en la iglesia. And with this topic or this location that God wants to bring us to spiritually called Bethel. Y con este lugar donde el Señor nos quiere llevar, este lugar llamado Betel. I believe it's time to cut out the fat. Es tiempo de que dejemos a un lado lo que sobra. In our walk with God. En nuestro caminar con Dios. You see, there are so many things that we value that have no eternal significance. Muchas cosas que le damos mucho valor no tiene ningún significado para la eternidad. My emotions get so caught up in things that are so temporal. Mis emociones se quedan amarradas en cosas que son temporales. Things that have no eternal value. Cosas que no tienen un valor eternal. Yet my time is consumed consistently. Y mi tiempo queda consumido. That convicts my heart so much. Y eso trae convicción a mi corazón. The times that I disregard my children. Las veces que olvido a mis hijos. Because there's a need. Porque hay una necesidad. The times that I disregard my wife. Las veces que descuido a mi esposa. For a phone call. Por una llamada telefónica. For a text. Por un mensaje de texto. Can I just be real with you, church? Quiero ser honesto contigo, iglesia. But there's things in our life that are consistently battling for your worship. Y hay cosas en tu vida que están luchando por tu adoración. Consistently fighting for your attention. Consistentemente quieren llamar y tomar tu atención. I, I deleted social media from my devices. Quité las redes sociales de mis de mi celular recientemente. We're, we're still on. We'll do post every once in a while. It's fine. But for me personally, this is something I felt from the Lord to do. Esto fue algo que yo sentí de parte del Señor hacer. Because I'm asking God during this time, Lord, what do I need to cut out of my life? Le estoy preguntando al Señor durante este tiempo, ¿qué tengo que quitar de mi vida? Lord, what is keeping me from walking with you? ¿Qué me está deteniendo para poder caminar contigo? I've asked this question every single sermon that I've had during this, this series. He hecho esta misma pregunta los mensajes sobre esta serie. And I would be a hypocrite if I was not asking myself these questions. Y sería un hipócrita si no me hago esas preguntas a mí mismo. God, what is keeping me from praying? Señor, ¿qué, me, qué, no, qué no me está dejando orar? God, what's keeping me from fasting? ¿Por qué no puedo ayunar? What's keeping me from studying the Word? ¿Qué está obstruyendo para que yo pueda estudiar la Biblia? What keeps me from sharing the Gospel? ¿Qué me está deteniendo para compartir el Evangelio? What keeps me from picking up these mantles that have been left behind by the elders that have gone before us? ¿Qué me está impidiendo el recoger estos mantos que 
han dejado los ancianos. What is it, God? ¿Qué es? And then he shows me. Y él me muestra. Because I walk with him. Porque yo camino con Dios. Because I talk to him. Porque yo estoy hablando con Dios. He lovingly corrects me. Él me corrige amorosamente. Would you lift your hands with me? Levantemos nuestras manos. The Lord chastens whom he loves. El Señor castiga a quien ama. Jesus draws closer to you. Closer than we've ever been before, God. Lord, let us walk with you. Let us walk this narrow path. I'm coming to a close right now. I know I'm not taking a long time today. Ya estoy terminando. Yo sé que no he tomado mucho tiempo hoy. Sister Aaron, whatever you want to do for altar call, if you want to put music on, if you want the team to respond today, whatever you want, you do it, sis. Lo que quieras el ministerio de alabanza, si quieren poner música o tocar. But I believe God is wanting to take us to a deeper level in understanding of what true worship is. Yo siento y creo que el Señor quiere llevarnos a un lugar para entender qué es la adoración. God, when the last breath in my lungs comes, I, I want it to be said of me that I was a worshiper. Quiero que los demás digan que yo fui un adorador. That I was someone that walked with God. Que yo fui alguien que caminó con Dios.